Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We're talking Tony Pollard. Is Tony Pollard a top five running back in 2023? We're breaking it all down. We're dropping some bull predictions on this live stream. We're taking your phone calls, answering your questions. We're doing it live. Tony Pollard season is in full effect. Wait, before I hit the intro, has anybody seen the Moon Man list ever before? Is Tony Pollard on the Moon Man list? The Moon Man dropping loads in outer space. This looks like Tony Pollard to me. Moon Man season. Space Moon says. Moon Man Season, the fantasy football show, Tony Pollard edition begins right now. Live from the fantasyfootballshow.com studios, it's the fantasy football show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? We're talking Tony Pollard. We're talking Tony Pollard. We're talking Tony Pollard. And some more players, some more breakouts. Uh, the phone lines are obviously open. Dial in if you would like to uh, ask a question. We'll do quick, quick Q&A until we get through the Tony Pollard section, section of the show. So if you want to ask a question, I might answer it real quick, hang up on you, and then we'll open up the phone line panel and have you come in and, and argue whatever point you want to argue. But this guy, Tony Pollard, is an absolute monster in the making. There are some concerns or you could say red flags or things to watch out for as we walk into the 2023 fantasy football season. Example, rookie running back being drafted, Bijan Robinson being drafted. Some might say that uh, that the Bijan Robinson could end up falling all the way to 26 overall or Jerry Jones will trade up for him at 20, you know, 22, 22, 21, uh, anywhere around this range. It's very possible. And, and, and I, I would, I would venture to say that at the end of the day, I don't think it happens, but with Jerry Jones, he loves explosive, big name, high profile players. I don't think Bijan falls to 26, but anything could happen. I think if he did fall to 26, Jerry would take him. But I don't think he'll fall to 26. So it's possible, but I, I don't think it happens. I don't think it happens. Tony Pollard, if he escapes the NFL draft and there's no huge big name player that lands on the roster like Charbonnet, who would be a problem. Bijan would be a problem. Cream uh, Hunt getting signed to Dallas could be a potential problem, but not as big of a problem as you might think because Tony Pollard can't carry the ball 22 22- times on the ground per, per game he's not that kind of player and for anybody that says oh Tony Pollard can't be a, a top five running back Smitty he's just too small or he can't endure a full season or he's not a, a, a 340 carry running back or he can't carry the he can't score 87 touchdowns look this guy is a Alvin Kamara hybrid this guy is a Okay, maybe he runs for barely over 1,000 yards. That doesn't mean he's not going to have a top five running back season. This guy could pull in. Look at his game log from last year. That's all you got to do is look at his game log from last year. 
1,007 yards. Now, granted, we hope he scores or rushes for more yardage than that uh, when he's, you know, not splitting time with Zeke Elliott. And, and that's the thing. We don't want him to split time with Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott's going to leave. They're, they're releasing him on June 1. Everyone thinks he's released already, but he's not. On June 1, he won't be in the picture anymore. Our hope, though, is that they don't bring in somebody better than Zeke Elliott to replace Zeke Elliott. That's the concern that everybody seems to not be talking about. That is the concern. There is a concern. Could they draft a, a, a more hungry, more athletic player than Zeke Elliott to replace Zeke Elliott? Or could they roll with Malik Davis? who's, I think, proven himself as a backup, but you know Jerry Jones. He might he might very well want to bring in a bigger-name guy. If Cream Hunt came in, it wouldn't be a good look right away. However, his ADP would drop, so the, the, the risk versus reward would still be very much in the I'm smiling ear-to-ear category when I'm able to draft Tony Pollard in my fantasy football drafts upcoming. But this guy right here, even if he was to just run for 1,000 even or 1,050 or 1,100 yards, he's going to get you three to five, probably more like four to, not probably like five to six 100-yard games, at least. At least five to six 100-yard games with Zeke Elliott out of the picture. Nine to 10 touchdowns on the ground. This 39 receptions will probably turn to something more along 45, 50. He'll probably catch more along the lines of a 450 to 500-yard receiving season and pull in another three, two, three, four touchdowns. Anywhere in the two to four touchdown range. At least one or two 100-yard games. Let's give him one. Let's just give him one. That is a top five running back season. 400 plus, 450 receiving, 45 receptions, 1,100 yards, and a total of at least 13, 13, 14 touchdowns by Tony Pollard. Top five running back season in the making. And the beautiful part about Tony Pollard right now, the most beautiful aspect of this man right now, is that he's going on Underdog Fantasy, promo code SMITTY, use promo code SMITTY or the link in every video I have in the description of every video I have use promo code Smitty but your boy Tony Pollard is going at 40 overall that is in the fourth round in the first and 4.1 to 4.4 4.1 to 4.5 is where Tony Pollard's going all these concerns you're about to throw at me if you're a, a negative Tony uh, Tony Pollard uh, person you're you're gonna get it shot down because his ADP has all the risk baked in you're live on the fantasy football show who am I talking to this is Dakota Dave. Dakota Dave. What can I do for you, Dakota yeah. Dave? Appreciate you calling in. Well, you know, uh, one thing about Pollard, you know, he's going to get a lot more goal line work even if someone good comes in because, you know, they had so much loyalty to Zeke, they wanted to give him the TD. I agree what with you, think? Dakota. Okay. Um, the other thing I just want to mention, the ESPN mock draft. Mm-hmm. They've got his projected points really high, so he's going at uh, uh, early second round, late first round. So they got him ahead of Walker. That it's so weird because like ESPN is. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So off. And for the most part, ESPN's off in a good way. This seems to be a bad way. I haven't looked at the, the mock draft data for Tony Pollard. Are you positive this is redraft mock draft data? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, and, and Dakota, uh, Dave, my, my, forgive me, this is your first time calling. I'm not I'm not suggesting that you're you're not being honest or something, but can someone confirm in the in the live chat so we can get some double confirmation going here? Again, no offense, Dakota Dave. Are we seeing no, this on fine. ESPN data? Is he really in yeah. the top? Yeah, well, hold on. I'm asking the chat. Are we really seeing this guy fall into the top of round two or climb into the top of round two and fall into the bottom of round one? I haven't done any ESPN mock drafts yet. I, I You know what I use, Dakota Dave? Paid ADP data. You know, or, or paid leagues that ge- generate this ADP data because people are paying good money to be in leagues and finish out the entire draft. And his ADP is at 40 overall. Um, yeah. Well, on ESPN, you know, the default is sorted by projected points. Well, they've also got, you know, their rankings. Yeah, um, but you, so you're saying, pro- okay, yeah. but, okay, but you might be saying two different things, though. What's his, do you know what his actual ADP is on ESPN, though? Or are you just they telling? They don't show ADP. Okay, so. They don't, have, they don't have ADP data yet. It just shows zeros for everybody. Okay, well, I you know, I would love to know what his ADP data is on ESPN, on an ESPN mock draft. Because I I think having him projected somewhere, people aren't going to just absolutely follow suit with that. But they will influence the the rank a little bit. Uh, ESPN is, is wax is hot. Um, ESPN, yeah, a lot of people. Look, I... ESPN's fun to draft in to take advantage of some of the craziness that's going on. Like sometimes you'll have a guy like, uh, I don't know, uh, a guy like Gibbs will go really late on ESPN. A guy like Charbonnet probably goes two or three rounds later than he does on an underdog draft. So there is some advantage of going into an ESPN paid league and just cleaning it up and just saying, look here, hold my, hold my, uh, hold my prime. And I'll, I'll just draft this monster team. But then occasionally you'll see these weird outliers in the opposite direction. So I wouldn't worry too much about Pollard's ADP or his projection over on ESPN. I, I don't recommend doing any of that. I don't think ESPN, I think someone said ESPN doesn't even have rookies included yet. So That's, that's right. Yeah, that's so, right. Now, um, now the way I'm looking at this because, you know, my rec league, um, uh, uses ESPN the draft, you know, in August, and uh, I know that people are looking at ESPN rankings and projected points a lot. Yeah, well, that, that it sounds like whack data, but, but not 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 saying that their projections wrong, but I'm saying it sounds like they're they, they don't have rookies, they don't have 
they have players all over the map. I, I, I agree that Pollard's going to be this good, but I don't know that they're... I don't know if this is going off of some of last year's, you know, finish or whatever. I have no idea what ESPN's doing. All I know is ESPN's not consistent or accurate at this point in time. As far as what the, the regular human population is thinking. Now, here, let me say this, though. Pollard will climb. And part of the reason I'm doing this video is not to say, oh, let's just, you know, pat ourselves on the back early on and predict that this is going to be a home. This is me saying warning. Hello. Attention. Attention, this is about to change. Like like you might be seeing on ESPN is changing because the projections have them moving up and people are very influenced by they're very influenced by the, the suggested rank, which according to what Dakota Dave's saying isn't by ADP, it's by the projection. So somebody at ESPN knows what they're doing if they plugged in good projections for Pollard, but the data's whacked. The data's whacked, there's no rookies. It's not even good data yet. So I don't recommend like mocking over on ESPN if you want to get a feel of what the regular human population is doing. But my my warning shot here today, the reason I'm doing a video focused on Tony Pollard is in normal circles, Dakota, outside of ESPN, Pollard's going so late that it's it's highway robbery. 40 overall. It won't shock me if Pollard is a bottom of round two guy. A bottom of round two guy everywhere. Once uh, the NFL draft is in the rearview mirror and we start entering June 1, I'd be shocked if Pollard was still in the mid-third round and not at the very top of round three or at the bottom of round two. I'd be shocked if Pollard doesn't cost you a late second round pick. So this is a warning sign. This is a warning sign. This is me, you know, sounding the alarm. You've got a little little bit of time to go get Tony Pollard in a lot of places very, very cheap ex except for ESPN mock drafts. Uh, Dakota, what else you got for me? Anything else on? Uh, where do you project well, Pollard? I'm, I'm, Pollard? Well, I love him. I mean, I had him last year. This was before I followed you, and I uh, got him tenth round last year. Yeah, he, um, bro, he's so and, good. And so, of course, of course, I started him every time when Zeke was out, and I used him as a flex even when Zeke was in. And, uh, man, I just love the guy. And, uh, my goodness, he's, he's, uh, um, he's up there for me with, uh, uh, McCaffrey and Walker. Yeah. He, he, I think he could, he literally, when I say top five running back, I, I held back on the graphic. I started to write top one to five running back. I could, and I, I you know, I'm going to baby steps on, on the Pollard content. Cause it's going to start getting, I'm going to start ramping up Pollard content. I really am. I think Pollard is so explosive it's got such a, an ability to make plays and with Zeke Elliott out of the picture I don't think they're going to have any sort of loyalty to anybody they bring in unless they drafted Bijan unless they drafted Charbonnet then I'd be a little worried but at the end yeah, of the day know. you know assuming he avoids those unlikely scenarios which would hamper anybody if if Bijan fell on fell if, if Bijan fell onto the Seattle roster Walker would take a huge hit. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter how good the player is. If Bijan lands somewhere and there's a player there, let's say Houston takes him at 12 overall, which is a possibility, then Damian Pierce, goodbye. It's unfortunate, but it's the way it is. If the Falcons take Bijan at 8, which I don't think they will at this point, say goodbye to Algier. He's now one of the better handcuffs in the league, but he is he's been completely uh, destroyed. So... You know, we have that risk, but guess what? 
Fantasy football is full of risk. And if I'm trying to give the best proactive ahead of the curve advice I can, I got to make projections and predictions that some of the, there's some risk involved. There's some risk involved that Tony Pollard could have competition that we did not expect like Kareem Hunt or whatever. We'll take that case by case, you know, the each news report that surfaces and whether we buy into it. And then if something bad happens, we'll reassess and recalibrate. But I think only Bijan or Charbonnet would rain on the parade totally. I think if, if even Kareem Hunt landed in Dallas, which honestly I could see it happening a little bit, but um, I still think Tony Pollard needs somebody to spell him on in between the tackles. And there's a way to play both of them. Like Zeke and Pollard were both on the field. If let's say worst case scenario, Kareem Hunt came in, he would be getting, and there's no buzz about that. I just want to, I don't want to freak anybody out. But if that happened, you can't have this guy. Look at this guy. This guy ran 193 times, 5.2 yards per carry. If you gave him 240 carries, he'd probably average in the 4.7 or 4. Point, he'd probably be less efficient. He wouldn't be as fresh. It's all relative. And you want this guy hovering around 200, 195 to 210 total carries. You don't want more than that. Therefore, because they're going to run, 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 remember McCarthy? Ah, we'll get rid of more. Some red flags with the offense a little bit because they're changing something. Anytime you change a really productive, high-octane offense, you worry a little bit. But they said we want to run the damn ball. That's what McCarthy said. I want to run the damn ball. And that bodes well for if there is a crowded situation that he's going to still get his, his 195 to 210 total carries. And this, this receiving yeah. number I still think is above 40 receptions. You, you know, you, you're right that it's not going to go up much more than that. According to, uh, I saw something, the uh, Cowboys running back coach said something about um, Pollard getting tired, you know, that he's a race car. That there was one of the games, he had one of those, you know, 60-yard runs or whatever, and he said to him, I'm done. Afterwards, he was tired. So I think his usage isn't going to necessarily go up much. I heard that. But I, but I think he'll get the goal line work, and he could get a lot more TD. Yeah, I'd be careful with those kind of reports. That sounds really weak to me. Not 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 from you. <laughs> not 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 ripping on you, Dakota. Uh, I'm just saying, like I, I I highly doubt Pollard said to his coaches, "I'm too tired. I'm not playing." Like I bet you anything that's a a botched report. Like I, there's no way I buy into that. I've never heard that. In my, I've never heard a single thing about that. And somebody's. Okay, I hope I was. I was hoping it wasn't true. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know 100. percent It's not tr- true, but that sounds totally BS to me. Like that's something if you were to, because uh, somebody's reporting about it, right? I highly doubt you heard that from Pollard, or and I I like. Is he? Did he get tired? Maybe, like maybe he, maybe he's gonna be in better shape this year because he's, I don't know, approaching the situation different. I don't know. Maybe he's lingering with an injury and he was kind of out of shape or something for that moment in time, like that game or whatever. Like that's what it's gonna end up being. Like if you ask Pollard that, hey, do you just quit during games and say I'm done, I'm too tired? He would literally probably look at you and say, what is your problem? What is your problem? <laughs> There's no way. There's no way an NFL player like Pollard who's so dedicated to his craft is like literally there's points in games where I'm too tired and I'm just gonna quit it, it was probably a weird circumstance 
And yeah, but again, we don't want him running more than 210 times. He's not that kind of back. You don't want you don't want Alvin Kamara in Alvin Kamara's prime. You don't want Alvin Kamara running 300 times in a season. Like he's a hybrid, and a hybrid workhorse. There is such thing as a hybrid workhorse. Tony Pollard is a hybrid workhorse. We just got to escape the NFL draft. Once that happens, that's right. when I project his ADP gets that bump because you know why? A lot of people, and I'm not trying to say that we we rule the world here, okay? But there are a lot of people that watch the show, even people that make content. There are a lot of people that make content that don't watch the show that will have similar opinions here. But once the NFL draft is escaped, once we escape the NFL draft and Tony Pollard isn't in threat of some big-name player, there's going to be a lot of people trying to make a splash somewhere, Okay. And, and there are a lot of people that will just be like, oh, yeah, now we like Tony Pollard. And it's going to trigger more and more videos. People are going to see it. Because once people see you doing it, then this content creator starts doing it. And then all of a sudden, everybody's making Tony Pollard videos. And naturally, everyone's going to be talking about it. No one wants to take the risk right now. No content creators necessarily, at least a lot of them, don't want to take a risk on it. Because they don't know. It's They don't want to look stupid. What if, what if they draft somebody? I don't want to pump... Tony Pollard up, and then they draft Bijan Robinson. Like, everyone's going to circle back around at the end of it all, after the NFL draft, and start talking to Pollard. So he's naturally going to climb because he'll be talked about by everybody. It's going to be like, is this guy going to really be a top five running back? We've had him on the... The moon man. Moon man list. Dropping loads in outer space. You know, since the beginning, like what, January? I mean, and he was a moon man last year. Space moon says... So it's it's not like you know we we've, we've been cranking this out all. Whoa, hold on, I got the wrong screen here. Uh, uh, hang tight there, Dakota. Uh, Ron Navy, you're oh Ron Navy hung up. Ron Navy, drive. Oh, uh, let me let me just say that uh, I'm going to post that link. I saved it. You know about that supposed comment. Okay. From, um, and just the other quick thing: ESPN, Brees Hall, early fourth round. <laughs> why how does this make sense this is why ESPN's like it's it's a garbage uh, ADP and place to draft but you can take advantage of it are these are these all mock drafts or are there actual like leagues you can get in right now where you could draft Brees Hall no, these, four? Are mock, these, are, these are mock drafts yeah so do part of Part of the problem with the mock draft data, just so everybody knows why I I don't just promote this underdog ADP data because they're uh, a sponsor here on the Fantasy Football Show, um, although that is partly why. But I wouldn't partner with somebody that I didn't absolutely love and believe in. It's such a good platform. So underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. But the data that I am provided here that I always show to you guys, and we're going to do a weekly ADP show. This is the best data in the fantasy industry, in my opinion. Because these are people paying $5, $10, a pop to draft. No one's leaving their draft early. No one's drafting two rounds and then just bailing. Getting in another draft, drafting two rounds, bailing. You know what happens when somebody enters in a draft and drafts for two rounds and bails? You know what happens? Dakota? Yeah, yeah. What happens is the ADP data is all computer-generated. So if they have Pollard ranked, let's say, too high, and they have Brees Hall too low, and five bobs jump in a draft and leave after round two or three, that data counts because a human being started that draft, right? And because they left, 
the the computer automated uh, autopilot uh, takes over and that drafts the remainder of the team. And now you have like 40% of the entire ADP data is just the computer autopilot draft piling on the, the, the ADP that they're using on top of one another. Whereas here, you have somebody closing out every single draft because they put money in it. And so the data is accurate from top to bottom. But like in an early right. mock draft, you have these early Edwards out there mock drafting so early that they they don't have patience and, and they literally leave drafts after the second, third round if it doesn't go their way. That data is horrible. Brees Hall in round four, Tony Pollard in round two. It, it's like it's like one's extreme yeah. in, in a way that I don't like because I love Pollard. And the other is extreme in the other direction because we're we're I'm sitting here creating content and videos saying you're gonna win your league if you draft Brees Hall at 3.1 as your first drafted player in round three. You're absolutely winning, uh, Ron. Well, it's because I can't add you. Hold on one second, Ron. I can't add you because for some reason some people's phone lines, maybe it's a certain carrier, won't let me put more people on the line when I have them on the line. So we're gonna have to kick Dakota in a second. I'm sorry, Dakota. Uh, Dakota, actually, Dakota, hey, hey, hold on. Dakota, hang up. As soon as Ron answers, I want you to call back, and then I can add you. So call right back, Dakota. Oh, okay. All right, Ron, uh, dial in. Let's add you first, and then Dakota. I don't know why that, that happens with some of your guys' phone lines. I'll have one person on the line and literally, like, 10 callers, and I can't add any of them until I, I kick that caller. But fourth round for Brees Hall, second round for, for Tony Pollard, their ADP makes no sense. It's absolute craziness. Um, let's go ahead and go to... Uh, uh, Sam says muted. I don't know what that means, Sam. Uh, hold on. Dakota, you're calling in before Ron Navy, so I can't add you yet. So hold on, Dakota. Let's wait for Ron to dial in. Or anybody to dial in, and then I'll add that person. Then we'll add Dakota back. So Dakota, hang tight real quick until, until we get Ron on the line. Um, Pollard, where are... What were you draft CMC? I am not drafting Pollard where you would draft CMC. Well, no one's asking you to, I think. That's for sure. But CMC is going in the top four. Pollard's going even early, if you're talking about ESPN, like second round. So you, either way, you're not drafting Pollard in that territory of CMC. But yeah, I mean... If you go on ESPN and you're drafting, take advantage of the Brees Hall ADP. Don't take advantage of, you know, don't don't draft Tony Pollard high. But Brees Hall in the fourth round. Ron, what's up, Ron? Okay, Dakota, hold on. Let me get Dakota back in here. All right, Dakota, I got you on the line. Uh, thanks for calling back. Ron, what can I do for you, Ron? Hey, what's up, Smitty? How much? Just laughing at yeah. Brees Hall round four on, uh, on uh, ESPN. That's crazy. Clean up on that. Uh, what so do you, the, the, they don't have the ADPs right in the Superflex, um, the new Superflex on Underdog. The ADPs are kind of messed up. Well, you take advantage of it, I guess, until until it it gets a few hundred drafts to update it. Probably the thing, the good thing about Underdog is I, I mean, believe ADP, I believe the ADP updates in in within forty eight hours. So yeah, they put all the top quarterbacks, you know, in the top spots. Of course, they did that, but further down, it's messed up. And like players you're used to being able to see, you actually got to search for them. So like, if you want to uh, find uh, 
Fort Wheaton or Scott or um, Havana, can, whatever, however you pronounce that name. You got to search for them. They don't show up. Well, that's because when you do super flex, you have so many quarterbacks going that it 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 makes it less likely those guys are ever getting drafted. So it's actually not messed up. It's just that Wheaton's not getting drafted at all in a super flex on average um, because you're going to have more quarterbacks housed and then you're going to have uh, you're going to have less those guys that are dra- getting drafted in like around 18, 19, 20 are falling off. And so there's no there's no ADP data on Wheaton at all because he's not getting taken, you know, in a super flex. And maybe that'll start to change as people search for him and more and more people grab him. But that that makes that makes sense, though. I, I don't think it's messed up. I just think the ADP data for well, super flexes are different. There's a couple players, a couple wide receivers that like were way off. Like one that was below one that just all of a sudden jumped above one. So I don't know. Yeah, it'll take anyway. it'll, it'll take a good forty. They just launched it. It'll take a good forty eight hours before the ADP data feels super solid. Uh, one second, Ron. Wild Bill. Wild Bill, you're live. Yes, sir. That's a, 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 First of all, I, I, I'm very novice at this stuff to begin with anyway, but I, I trust you wholeheartedly. Thank you, Bill. You know, in the little time I've been, like, uh, all through this best ball stuff and everything, I, that's when I see these other, like, the issue with the ADPs and everything. I, I, I go to you. You are the go-to man. Thank you, Wild Bill. Yeah, I just, I just don't. I, it's, I, it's hard trusting anybody, you know. It's like, oh my god, seriously. Well, you got to trust yourself first because I'm gonna miss on stuff. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like somebody. They're gonna, they're gonna go out and tear an ACL. Well, yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. In, in general, holy cow. But learn, learn to uh, the best fantasy football owners out there are the ones that just learn, like, improve upon their weaknesses, too. Like, don't just, like, you know, some people say, yeah, I'm not very good at drafting, but I'm great at management. Well, turn into a good drafter, and then you'll be unstoppable. You know, that's why I have on my yeah. on my thefantasyfootballshow.com, I've got yeah. a, video, a video course section that will be unleashed in, in April here. Um, and there's going to yeah. be courses on how to improve on this, how to improve on that, how to trade. And so on thefantasyfootballshow.com, you can get all that. But, I mean... Yeah, so I, I appreciate your compliments. What, what else you got for me today? I, no, the, the whole thing with totally uh, that uh, the Pollard situation there. It's like how, I, I don't know I, how do you feel his psyche is going to be coming back in the camp and like preseason with that broken leg though. I mean, does that does that kind of get in their psyche? Be like, can I cut a certain way or do I dare? Or, do they? How do they get back into like one hundred percent? You know, like just confident. The, these are know? these are professional athletes, man. It's not like you or I going out and like trying to run after that. Like they're they're out there training with the best trainers. Like he's far. He's going to be far above and beyond confident in his leg. And it's not like it's a torn Achilles or you know even an ACL. Yeah, it was uh, just a fracture. Right? Yeah. It was- so it's like it's like you know it's once he starts you know building muscle up back up and you know he's gonna have some atrophy in it like that it's just it's gonna be nothing he'll be cutting like like no other it won't it won't affect his his psyche at all I mean every every player is different yeah. you know some players it could I yeah. suppose but like he's not I have no concerns yeah. over Tony Pollard's injury this is uh you know if, if it was like one of those most gruesome injuries that required like 
all kinds of plates and they were like worried about you know okay it broke differently than we've ever seen before it wasn't yeah, like any of those things stuff, yeah know. it wasn't any of those things uh sometimes the bone's stronger yeah. you know it fu- like fuses over it yeah. almost uh you get yeah. some like scar tissue and all this stuff my, all over my like son playing soccer my son got a really bad tip bib and he had to have a rod and surgery and he missed the whole basketball season i felt so bad for him because that was his year you know yeah I don't but, think it's anything to that, you know. Yeah, don't worry, don't, don't worry about Pollard. I mean, as long as we don't hear any kind of setback of some kind, you know, or, or uh, you know, something didn't heal right, or you know, then we'll obviously have to take a look at it. But no, I'm not worried about it at all. I, I love the fact that people are worried about it enough that he's he's falling into 40 overall, except for outside of ESPN. Apparently, I, ESPN is uh, <laughs> got him in around. Kind of, yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy too. Though I'd be like, no, I picked him before that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's go real quickly. Uh, hang on the line there. Let's go to Corey. Corey, you're live. Hey, Spenny. Just want to say I never trust ESPN or Yahoo or any average draft position. Um, Pollard, what is his height and weight again? Um, he is, let me pull up his exact height weight so I don't misquote it, but he's, uh, he's not, I mean, a lot of people consider him really, really small, but he's not, he's not super small. I mean, Camara, there's a lot of running backs that have his stature and they're, they're fine. He's, he's 215 pounds. Like he's not, he's not a small guy at all. Like, uh, two, six foot, six foot, two fifteen. Six foot two fifteen. That's not a small guy. No, so he's quick. My only concern is they're obviously going to bring someone into Dallas, but I mean, I can't imagine that they're going to bring somebody in that would be better than him. But they could. But, You're um, worried. You got to be worried about Cream Hunt. You got to be worried about Bijan Robinson falling to twenty six. Yeah. yeah. Um, because Jerry Jones would take him. I don't think Bijan's falling to twenty six, but stranger things have happened in the NFL draft. You know, and, and what if something negative gets leaked out about him right before? Like, so many things could happen. But as long as Dallas doesn't get Charbonnet or Gibbs, which I don't think they draft a similar player to Tony Pollard and Gibbs, but but let's say they took Charbonnet or Bijan, we, we'd have some concerns for sure. Especially because we love Charbonnet so much that I don't know what would happen to both of them. Both of them would be hit hard. Um if they run, run, run like like McCarthy wants to do, maybe there's room for both of them. But I don't even want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. Malik Willis has kind of proven himself. I think he should be given a shot. But knowing Jerry Jones, knowing that they're trying to fill Zeke's like role a little bit, not just move Malik into it and then fill Malik's role, they might look at Kareem Hunt. But I don't know. I'm hoping they don't. I'm hoping that that they draft some rookie. And, you know, it could, what if it's like a Kendra Miller or a Bigsby, though? There's some concern yeah. a little bit there. But so you're, you're told that if they take Kendra or Roshan, you, you still don't think that uh, Pollard would be like 70-30? Or? Um, if they took Roshan or someone, yeah. He, he, Pollard's getting Pollard's going to get like a unique amount of work. Like looking at his... Um, stats from last year this was sharing carries on in a a significant way with another running back that was kind of the 1a most of the time like Pollard played like the 1a but they leaned on Zeke like he was the 1a and he's still at a thousand yards rushing nine touchdowns 39 receptions 371 and three receiving TDs 
even if he got the exact same workload last year, which was not full full time, he he was a he was an elite running back. Like so, I've no pro, I've no concerns that even if he got sixty five percent of the work, you know, sixty five seventy, he's gonna be fine. And you don't want him getting ninety. You don't want him yeah. getting ninety. You want him getting. You want him being very active, like Kamara in the passing game, and and pretty active in the running game. You don't want him being the the between the tackles sole running back. You don't want that. He'll get hurt. It doesn't mean he's a bad player. It doesn't mean he's injury prone. He's just like Kamara. You don't want to run Kamara three hundred times up the gut. And so, yeah, it, it's 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 uh it's gonna be fine. I. I We'll reassess if they drop Bijan or Charbonnet. Past that, I think I think there's nothing that really stands in his way but his own health. Um, Swaggy says 215 is not big. Well, Swaggy, considering the prototypical running back in the NFL is 5'10 to 6 foot, and 220 pounds is thought to be an ideal frame for an NFL running back, 220 to 225. How is this small, Swaggy? This is this is a pretty decent sized running back. 215 pounds, six foot is a decent sized running back. Is he one of the bigger running backs yeah. in the NFL? No. Is he? Is he? Can, are you? Does it constitute a laughing emoji? Absolutely not. All right, let's go well, over. But not all Mike Allstott, you know. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, but for six foot, 215, that's that's pretty good. I mean. And that's a that's a great weight. I mean, you want you want him still be able to run. Literally, know? like five more pounds, and he's he's like considered the most perfect weight and size for a running back. So it's like I don't understand. Right. I mean, How's that constitute a laughing emoji? Like seriously. <laughs> okay, let's go to uh, let's go to Ryan. Ryan, you're live. Then we'll go back to Ron. Smitty, what's up, Ryan? What's going on. Hey, um, question. Uh, I know you're not like that high on Tua at all, but if you could look in the future and see 100% that he makes it through the whole season without being hurt, where would you rank him? Top six to eight quarterback. Yeah, it's not that I don't like him now. I I admit in this offense, he looks great. He looks great. There is some concern that he got figured out a little bit. A lot of people will say that, and I I don't know 100% sure if that's going to be how it plays out or not but I just don't think he'll stay upright it's not that I don't like him in that offense it's that I don't think he'll be healthy there's just no the 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 way he's been concussed is very very it's easy to tell that he's more prone to concussions than any quarterback in the National Football League in this report that he is no more uh, at risk of concussions than any other player in the league was the biggest joke of a report I've ever seen in my life this guy's taking judo classes, I believe it was judo, to learn how to fall so he doesn't get concussions. You don't do that if you're no likely, no more likely to take a, hit a, uh, get a concussion than the average player in the NFL. What Tua is going through right now is denial. Is there a chance that maybe this long offseason heals his brain in a way that like, because none of us know, none of us fully know, but if I was guessing on it and I had to bet on the situation, I would say, unfortunately, it's not that I I wish it upon him, that he is going to be easily concussed moving forward. And part of it might have been that he got a concussion while he had a concussion, and that put his brain in a very delicate place that he can never really recover from. Your brain is super delicate, and and a concussion is brain damage. So, um, 
That is brain damage. A concussion is brain damage. So he had brain damage, and and they sent him back out onto the field. And while he had brain damage, he got brain damage. So like I I, I don't. It's not that I don't like him. There's just a very very small chance in my mind, in my estimation, and I could be wrong, that he's not going to go out there and get love taps and get concussed, bro. Let alone if he takes a big hit. It's one thing to get a concussion when you get helmet to helmet. It's another to get multiple, not even just one, but multiple concussions on your own. Like you're getting tackled, but your head's hitting the ground and you're getting concussed. That only happens when your head's very vulnerable. You don't just get a concussion every time your your head taps the ground. That's what was happening. So um, I I like him a lot, bro. If he stays upright, he's going to have a a nice season because Miami Mike's system is just unbelievable. But... I think Mike White starts a handful of games. And we'll see what Mike White does in that offense, too. Mike White, if Tua... I always like to say, if you took Tua... And this is not a rip on the the Jets, the current Jets team right now. But if you took Tua and put him in Mike White situations the past you know, couple years... I don't think Tua would have played as well as Mike White. And I think if you took Mike White and put him in Tua's situation... He would have played at least as good, but probably better. So... I think it's the situation more than it is Tua. I like Tua. I'm rooting for Tua. Um, he definitely proved me wrong. I mean, we knew Miami Mike's system might have been that good, but we didn't know. We kind of we joked around on the show, Tua, Tua goggles. A lot of it was geared toward Tyreek Hill saying he's better than Patrick Mahomes. He's not better than Patrick Mahomes at anything. At anything. Um, so that's part of why the Tua goggles came out and why we kind of had a lot of fun with it, but... Let's let's be honest. That Miami Mike system is so legit. It's so legit. Whoever's thrown to that track team of a wide receiver crew is going to do well. Yep. Um, all right, hold, hang tight. Let's go go over to Ron Navy real quick. Ron, anything else? Hey, are you going to do some drafts tonight? Um. Yeah. Uh, what is today? Friday. Yeah, I should be. By the way, Underdog has Superflex drafts out. Um, which is awesome because we haven't done a lot of super flex uh, this so far this season in the on the show. So we're going to be doing super flex drafts, and we'll do a Garrett Wilson um, draft where we uh, battle of the moon men. Winner gets assigned Garrett Wilson jersey. So we'll do a private draft for that, and then we'll do a super flex draft in the in the contest that's on Underdog Fantasy. So yeah, look for that tonight. It might be around midnight or twelve thirty p.m. Eastern. Yeah, this is my last. So Today and tomorrow is my last two days because Sunday I got to go to bed early because I got the surgery first thing Monday. Okay. We'll get a couple in. Uh, everybody, prayer emoji for Ron Navy surgery. They're going to go and put a hey, tur- good luck with that, bro. Good luck. Turn him into hey, Terminator. Yeah. Um, Belichick scares me. Swaggy says, Mike, um, I'm not drafting TP anywhere. In this second at all. Well, we know you don't like Tony Pollard, Swaggy. You're making that abundantly clear. You don't think he's big enough. You don't think he's uh, able to... I don't know why. It seems like a total Swaggy guy. Doesn't it seem like a guy Swaggy be like, Tony Pollard! I don't know. <laughs> Let him get full steam ahead. Let him run full speed and try to tackle him if you think he's small. Yeah, two, how do you think 215 is small at six foot, bro? Like number number one, I'm, I mean I'm six two and a quarter or whatever, but I'm 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 trying to get to six. I'm trying to get to two fifteen. I'm at two. Actually, I'm at two sixteen. 
right now. So I'm at 216. I'm 216. He's shorter than me by two two inches and some change, and we're the same we're the same weight. So that means he's a he's a he's a a, a more bulky no. guy than I, than no. I am, and I'm I'm not like even I'm not cut or toned right now, but I don't I don't know. I don't know how you think that's small. Ramondre should be used way more in my mind, says Mike. Ramondre's a he's a tough guy to rank right now because. Talent-wise, and what we saw last year, aside from the end of the year, when it felt like he was falling a little bit out of favor, potentially for a couple different things that happened, um, doghouse situation. You know, I, I'm a little worried about that, but I, I'm not extremely worried. He's such a good receiving back. He is such a good like all-around back. Um, Ramondre should be. He's worthy of talent-wise and upside-wise, like. The same ADP is like Brees Hall, like 3.1. Like that's home run material for for uh, for Ramondre Stevenson. But I still feel like there's a little bit more. There's just a little bit more risk right now, and you know, walking into the draft. Like I just want to get out of the draft, and I want to escape Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's gonna rain on somebody's parade. I know he's gonna. I want to get through that. Get 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 away from Kareem Hunt. Get away from the NFL draft. And if we are not looking at any kind of red flags, and I, th- I think uh, Rish- uh, Ramondre Stevenson is going to be a fantastic. Where, where is Kareem Hunt from? Where, who did he play for? The Browns. Yeah, he's been. In so Cleveland. he was like around like Nick Chubb, and yeah, he was. He would. Yeah. If you don't remember his the beginning of his career, he went to KC, and his his very first carry fumbled the ball, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, he was a rookie." And oh, then he just went right. bonkers. And then he was absolute machine. And then he got into that domestic uh, situation. And then they cut him. And then <laughs> he, you know, he got a second chance oh, in Cleveland. That, yeah, like, he was a top. Five, yeah. He was a top five overall pick. Uh, Kareem Hunt was a top five, top six overall pick. Uh, coming at coming out of uh, his rookie year. So he's a, is he, he's a free agent right now. Yeah, he's older now, so it's not like he's he's top five capable anymore but he's a top 10 running back if he's in the exact right spot or at the very least he's, oh, he's a under thorn 30. in the side yeah he's a thorn in the side of somebody that's that's basically what he is oh. he's not gonna he's not gonna get a starting oh. job probably but there's not enough jobs left unless he goes to chicago or he goes to cincinnati and they cut Mixon, then cream hunt to the moon for one year but he's 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 like a one-year guy oh. left type of thing isn't that it's got to be the ideal situation chicago would be great cincinnati would be great Philly, I don't know. Philly, maybe Philly's not great anymore. They would have been. Now you got Penny there, and I'm not sure how he's going to do. I'm not a big Penny fan, but you still got Gainwell and Boston Scott there too. So yeah, and they use multiple backs, and so like I, I don't know. But <laughs> well, but Chicago would be interesting. What worries me about Ramondre is it's the same old thing: is you got a running back that starts doing really well in New England, and then. Belichick brings in another guy, i.e. J-Rob, and and then you're expecting something out of a Ramondre, and then he starts using J-Rob, and Ramondre is an afterthought. That's what scares me about that whole situation, because Belichick's just so... You don't know where, he, where his head's at. You don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. Well, hey, Smitty, it's more likely. Oh, go ahead. Who said more than likely? What? Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Who do you think is more likely to draft a running back uh, in like a early round that would matter, like uh, uh, Patriots or Cowboys? Uh, both of them, because because uh, Bill Belichick drafts like two or three rookie running backs every year. It seems. Um, right. He drafted Ramondre and Damian Harris, and you know he had all these. He had all. He's had always had these rookie running backs on the roster. Um, I, I think okay. um, there's another Harris too. I forget who who what his name was, but they he could draft. I can yeah. see him. Yeah, I can see him drafting at least one rookie running back. At least one rookie running back. So who's it going to be? Is Sean Tucker going to fall? Is Kendra Miller, who didn't, you know, he, he was injured. So he's been working out and trying to prove himself now, but he missed the combine, didn't have a pro day. Kendra Miller's completely fallen off the map now. But he he's a super talented guy. Like, if he went to that situation, I could totally see Kendra Miller in, Dallas, in, in uh, New England or Dallas. And then he's kind of a threat, but... I think Tony Pollard holds off the, all those guys, but he just can't hold off Bijan or Charbonnet. And, and Kareem Hunt, he probably would hold off to a degree. It might be like a Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard share, but that's okay. I mean, Tony Pollard survived that. And and the thing is, if let's say let's say Tony Pollard does face a little bit more competition than we think, let's say they draft a Bigsby, let's say they draft or they bring in Kareem Hunt, his ADP might fall into the fifties. Like people take that stuff really hard. So, when 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 really in reality you should be you should be wanting Zeke Elliott to return. Everybody should be wanting Zeke Elliott to return. He's getting older. He's not going to threaten anybody, and they're going to start you know putting Pollard in more and more. And this way you don't have a young hungry rookie that's wanting more and more touches. So, but. It is what it is. Elliot's already gone. You know, going to be released in June one. He's considered gone. So they're they're they've got to they're going to replace him. I just don't know if they're going to go with a really late rookie, or are they going to try and you know make a splash and go? Let's let's bring in. Uh, I mean, Bigsby would be a concern to a degree. Bijan to the Patriots. I don't know, JC, I am if that's going to happen, but anything can happen. Bijan could go anywhere. He really could, except for like a couple of the locations, you know, that have a top, considered a top four or five running back. I don't He's think he's going to be such an asset wherever he goes. Yeah. And wherever he goes, the person that's there is, is done. Like it's, you don't take, <laughs> you don't take a guy like that that high and then not use him. So yeah. if let's say he yeah. goes to, Washington by Brian Robinson, you know, I hope he doesn't go to Washington. I don't want him to go to Washington. Uh, if he went to Pittsburgh, he won't. But if he went to Pittsburgh, then it's like, how, how does that work? I mean, both of them get hurt right. really so badly. But <laughs> but um, Detroit Warren won't even get in the game. Detroit won't take him at six now because they got Monty. But if, let's say, Bijan falls to 18, I mean, who's to say they won't be like, we're doing it. We're going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball 700 times. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I, I, Tampa Bay could take him. Seattle won't take him. I don't, I, I don't think Seattle would do that. They really like Walker. That There's a couple spots that make no sense, but, I mean, he could go. Minnesota could take him, and they could, you know, trade Cook. I could see Cook or Cook or Henry or Eckler getting traded on draft day. I could also see the Cardinals trading that number three overall pick on draft day. There's going to be a couple big draft day trades. 
Did you see that interview with uh, Dennis Allen, uh, Saints head coach, talking about Carr? He said as soon as Oakland benched him, they were they were looking for ways of how to how to get Carr there to New Orleans. He was talking up Carr big time. Yeah. Um, Jared, hey Jared, I appreciate you. I'm not trying to to run at you too hard on this, but you said we're set at running back. Thanks, <laughs> bro. You can't you can't say that about Bijan. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You can't possibly. Well, I don't want him going there, uh, Jared, because I don't want I don't want him. I just don't love the situation. And I and I agree, Sam Howell. You'll if you watch my show at all, you'll know I talk up Sam Howell quite a bit. I like Sam Howell. He's the the darkest dark horse quarterback uh, that, that's either going to flop or become something that people didn't see coming. I, I like your quarterback situation, but let's not act like your running back room doesn't need Bijan. That's a little that's a little funny. You be begging. You be you should be begging for Bijan. You should be hoping he lands to Washington at sixteen. Brian Robinson, Gibson, those guys don't hold a candle to Bijan. But I don't know. I know Philly. I they got that Gainwell too. That Gainwell might get more action now that Miles Sanders out of the picture. So yeah, he, he didn't do too bad. Yeah, Gainwell's good. Um, I still wonder if they go with another RB. That's what I just see. That's that's what I'm. I mean, they have what ten and thirty? Is there? I mean, why not take first? Gibbs? Why would you not take Jameer Gibbs? I'm like, Gibbs is, it's like, dude. Yeah, Penny who? Philly's like, going to be another powerhouse, man. Penny, Penny's nothing. Penny's nothing. He's He can't stay healthy. He's never stayed healthy. Ever. I, I just, he's never even can come close to playing a full season. And, no. and he's been in the league a while. So this is that says something. Jameer Gibbs, if Jameer Gibbs is there at 30, or even Charbonnet, which probably will be, um, you got to yeah. take him. Gibbs is a monster. I don't care if he's 199 yeah. pounds. He'll he'll put on at least six, seven pounds at the college level, lifting weights and becoming a monster. Hey, Ryan dropped off. Ryan, I'm sorry. If you had another question, you can dial in. Um, Bijan is going to put good running backs on the bench. Exactly. What's uh, what's uh, what's Jared saying now? Brian Robinson and Bijan question mark. Um, Brian Robinson could hold his water bottle, Jared. I mean, there's there's uses for Brian Robinson if you draft Bijan. He could spell him. If you think if you think Brian Robinson's a reason not to draft Bijan, Jared, uh, should be used more in my mind. Um, B man dropping a super chat. As much as I want the Bears to draft JSN or Bijan, I think they get an offensive lineman. They could. It's it's pretty much the the main move to make. Everyone's saying it. Everyone's talking about it. Uh, but if it's me, I draft JSN or Bijan, and I I still go after offensive line. I just do it in the different rounds. I think you can coach up offensive line a little bit better, similar to the uh, Jamar Chase debate that I had over and over and over with people. It's like you can't coach up a receiver to become Jamar Chase. You can't coach up a wide receiver to become JSN or Bijan. You can, however, draft a second-round lineman and coach them up to be as good as really anybody in the top 10. It's it's just all about coaching, too. That's why a lot of offensive lines are great when you don't hear much about them. You don't hear much about how a team's building an offensive line. KC had a horrible 
situation after they signed Mahomes to a big fat contract and everyone said that the Chiefs would never sign another player again everybody kept making fun of the Chiefs they're gonna have such a bad time with their contracts and pulling people in no one's gonna want to play there they revamped their offensive line in one year in one offseason and it was phenomenal and it was like understated it was a very understated move yeah there's just uh, a lot of ways of uh Jared says, I'm cool drafting Bijan. Okay. It seemed like you weren't, but Jared, you would be lucky to have him, my guy. He would be he would be phenomenal. I'm rooting against it, though, because I don't want him to go to Washington. I think Washington's a little <laughs> little ways away. You guys should be going after Lamar. Um, I do like Sam Howell. I do. If you have to go that route, I think there's a, a decent shot he impresses. But I think Lamar Jackson would be um, unbelievable. You think Howell gets to start over Brissett, or do you think Brissett gets to start in that? Oh, Howell's going to get the advantage. Yeah, Brissett's coming to to back him up, but he's a great backup. Brissett's a good backup, but uh, Howell's going to, I think, impress. Howell's going to do pretty well. I think he looked pretty good in the short amount of time we saw him. He looked really good. He did look good. He's 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 one of those dark horse, you know, Russell Wilson type. And I don't mean Russell Wilson now, but when Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Diamond in the Rough, yeah. Yeah, they were unknown, and Dak was right. You know, Dak was pretty easy to see coming. Like, oh, this guy could be something special. And I know a lot of people make fun of both those guys now, but when they came up, they were they were kind of out of nowhere guys. And and yep. I liked both of them before they developed. Thomas says Smitty, Tony Pollard, or Travis Etienne and redraft. Uh, Tony Pollard for me, I love both of them, but Tony Pollard, uh, Tony Pollard's going a little later too. But Tony Pollard to me is a top five running back, as as stated, you know, in the in, in the title of this video. Hey, Smitty, would would you take Kenny Walker over Pollard? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kenny Walker's a a, a steal at eighteen to twenty four overall. And okay. T- Tony Pollard, I I would draft Tony I, Pollard I there if I had year. to. I had him last year, and he was great, man. I'm telling, like, out of I'll, the blue, he would just get me like almost thirty points. I'm like, holy cow! I would draft Tony Pollard. Um, if I had to in the in the in the Walker and Brees Hall range, which is tw- eighteen to twenty five, but right. I, you yep. don't have to, so I'm not promoting that whatsoever. He's forty overall, yep. forty overall, unless you're drafting on ESPN. Forty overall, that is a home run. That's win. <laughs> that's fourth round. That's win a league material right there. Right after Justin Jefferson, you got to take him. Yeah, uh, let's go to let's go to Dakota. <laughs> Dakota, you got anything else you want to add? God. Yeah, a couple of things. One is I posted those links. About uh, the uh, RB coach. Where did you po- where, where did you post it in the in the live chat? Uh, in the in the comment section. Yeah. Mm, it might not like and, post uh, links, but I'll look for the, se- the second the second link is the athletic, by the way. Um. So maybe credible. Um, well, but what what what's it, what's it say though exactly? Uh, I, let me let me find it. I'll, I'll see if I can find the the link. It it doesn't let you send links in the live chat so let me let me go look hunting for it you know smitty i'm wondering if you might think about taking pollard over walker if we haven't seen pollard on his own as the main back and all we've seen is pollard with zeke so pollard his skill set is good as walkers yeah but but would i draft him over no no, because you don't have to. But but if he climbed there, I mean, I'm I'm fine with yeah. Brees Hall, Walker, Pollard. They're all in the same group to me. They're all super top five capable. 
So yeah, I, I don't disagree at all. But I love, uh, I love. Let's see here. Tony Pard said he was tired. Done. After thirty week eight. Let me read this. There he is. Pollard played a total of thirty plays. Well, I mean, you can't blame the guy in playing 30 plays. 30 plays, I think, is his max as far as total play count because of the, he doesn't have the juice to become the same guy not as quick. Well, it's respectable if he knows his limitation to be like, hey, man, I'm not like... I'm I'm at like ninety percent right now, man. You you know, it's like can anybody step in for a few plays? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just reading it real quick. Doesn't I mean I doesn't I mean a a what I'm describing as Pollard's usage is along the lines of what they're talking about. Like you don't want him running the ball thirty times in a game. You don't want him running tw- twenty plus carries a game. So I don't I don't have a problem with what they're saying. But it's not like it was yeah. I either but I'm I'm thinking you know like I said before he'll still get uh he'll get more goal line opportunities without Zeke there. I think and Paul- so uh, and even with the same usage his uh fantasy points could go up quite a bit. Yeah, you like efficiency's Pollard the name of Pollard's game. Like you don't like I said I I never want him getting 20 plus carries uh-huh. a game like on the regular. Like one game, an outlier game sure. But you don't want him averaging like uh 195 carries, let's say, divided by 17 is 11.4 carries a game. Like, I, I'm not saying I want them at 10 or 11, but give, if you give them 15, let's say you give them 14.5 carries a game times 17, that is 246. So I, I'm I'm not at all concerned about the way that that is framed. No. Like it, it, Tony Pollard, you want getting about 12 to 14 carries a game. You want maybe 13 to 14 carries a game and you want him to get four or five, six receptions. That's, that's where he's going to be efficient. He's going to be explosive. Um, but he'll also be able to carry a little more, you know, each, uh, each, you know, whenever he, um, gets into the starting role and becomes, you know, more of a, more of a workhorse back, even if it's a hybrid workhorse back. So, you know, he wasn't set up for it as well last year to, to be able to handle that. But, I don't know that that's going to be. They're just going to carry that into this season. Oh, he'll never be able to get more than X number of, of snaps. I trust Walker to handle the load more than Pollard, says Fantasy Dad. From a workhorse between the tackle perspective, sure. But that makes sense because Pollard's not going to out-touch um, Walker on the ground. So they're just two different players. But in a PPR format, Pollard's got more value than Walker, um, potentially. And in a half PPR, they're pretty similar. And in a non-PPR, Walker would then have the advantage. So your scoring matters too, because Pollard's going to do a lot of his damage in the through the air. So it, scoring matters yeah. too. One one thing that I noticed, like last year and maybe the year before, but a lot last year, did you notice a lot of like the quarterback will go into the shotgun? But then again, just hand the ball off. I, I really didn't care for that. What are you talking about? For what what player? It's just it's just a lot of them. There was, there was a lot of them that there, even like 
I don't know. I don't know. Every, if you don't really have a strong... Every system's line, different. Every system's they, different. They, they would hand them the ball, and they would. They might get back to the line of scrimmage, and they're, they're just smothered, you know? I, just, I didn't care for that shotgun handoff thing. Well, it depends on the system. Some people do it well. Uh, Steven! Yeah, I know. I mean, every once in a while, they would find a hole, or, you know, but just, I, I don't know. It's just, in my opinion, I, I didn't care for it, you know? Steven, you're... never sees them under center, and then let the running back get four yards of good, you know... It depends, bro, on the... I, it depends on the system, the play call, but in general, I don't think it's a problem. It's just who's running... What, what system are we talking about? Steven, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, Smitty, what's going on, my man? What's up, my guy? Son, uh... Talk about Tony I don't know. He's in, he's in the news a lot, and I know that the la the last situation he was cleared of, but the situation right before that, the the same month of the month, the right weeks prior, he was, you know, waving around a, a weapon, and 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 it, granted there was no charges filed, but like he's he's not exactly a, a a spring chicken number one. He's not exactly a player that everybody would love to go get and bring into their locker room. And 30 teams wrote him off. I believe it was 28 to 30 teams wrote him off their draft board going into the NFL draft after his college uh, incident. And so the Bengals were the only team to want to bank on him. I'm not saying that teams haven't forgot that. And they're like, oh, this is bring mixing. And he's, he's been a, not a model citizen, but he hasn't been a crazy, like in the news until recently. Uh, but he's been in the news recently. And so, like, do I think a, a team like Miami would bring him in and he could do well for one more year? Sure. Uh, do I think a team like, I don't think Chicago wants to bring him into the locker room. You never know. Philly. Baltimore. I, yeah, Baltimore would. Baltimore would. Um, Buffalo? Buffalo, I don't think so. I mean, they could. They could. Bu Buffalo. Uh, Philly, I, I doubt it. You never know, though. think Cameron Bay would bring him in? They could. I, I mean, I could, I could see him going somewhere with another player, and then it's confusing to to fantasy to evaluate from a fantasy perspective. But um, yeah, where I think Bijan goes and redraft Thomas, I mean, he's going in the seven to fourteen overall range, big wide territory. He was going at seven, eight, nine for a while. Now he's been falling to fourteen in in thirteen and fourteen, sometimes fifteen in underdog fantasy best ball draft. So it just kind of depends, bro. Promo code Smitty. Pollard, did I see Pollard's new tattoo? Yeah, I did, Alex. Um, he got a he got his uh, a, a, a sleeve down his leg. Callers, drive-through quality audio. Somebody, uh, Stephen, talk real quick. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, I, I, I was just curious about the guy. That's all. Oh. I know, I know 
that it, it doesn't look like it doesn't look like the situation uh, situation is gonna be good with the Bengals, and they're looking like they they want to upgrade the room. And like I wasn't really like that interested about with uh, Joe Mixon anyway. But I just figured like by the time like September rolls in, I mean if, if that guy just so happens to be on another team, then like maybe like um maybe try to like keep the tires on him, I guess. And, I mean, he could go. He could go anywhere. It's tough to say. I gotta fix the the audio again. Stupid thing. This stupid phone line. Um, what else? Is he, anybody got anything else? Like, like with that, that, what you guys were talking about with Tony Pollard, it, it like a, I think I think that he could be a uh, top five running back uh, too. I just think it also depends on the situation. I know that like uh, I think Mike McCarthy wants to call plays, and uh, I don't know if like if, if, if like him calling plays, if he's gonna go back to to like uh, like old school thinking of like uh, how they want to call plays, or because like at least like with Kellen Moore, at least like he was like innovative. Seems like with. Uh, I mean, Mike McCarthy. I mean, because he he said like when he first took the Dallas job that he he really didn't like like watch like uh, watch like the game even though he was gone. So it seems like he's probably gonna try doing like the same things that he did in Green Bay. I don't. I mean, I don't know how good the offense is gonna be if if uh, he's gonna do like old stuff. I guess. Uh, Char- Charles says, "Why would Hall be a top five coming off a torn ACL and meniscus tear? The only person to come off oh, come my back." God. And shine was was oh, God. was uh, AD. Oh, I mean, bro, bro, it's it's uh, there's really? always going to be risk with an ACL recovery, but it all it's case by case. Everything's case by case. Everything's case case by case. Javante had a much. Brees Hall had a clean ACL tear. Brees Hall had multiple ligaments. I'm sorry. Brees Hall had a clean ACL tear. Javante had multiple ligaments. Um, Brees Hall's very very ahead of schedule. If let's say he falls behind schedule, then we'll all have to reassess that. But right now, he's he's he was barely 21 years old when he tore it. It's just a completely different situation. You have to look at the whole big picture. You can't just say ACL recoveries are all bad. I was totally against drafting Barkley his first year back, and he pretty much busted. Totally against drafting JK his first year back, and he pretty much busted until the end of the year. He started showing signs of life. But that's because in both those cases, they weren't ready for week one. It was clear as day, writing on the wall. Brees Hall's way ahead of schedule. Like, this is a completely different scenario. You can avoid him if you want. And there are rare instances where a guy tears his ACL. But when you're barely 21 years old, you recover so much quicker. It's different than if you're 25, 26 years old. And even though Adrian Peterson was a little older, he was an outlier to an extreme degree. But I have, I have no problem drafting Brees Hall. Unless we hear some sort of setback or that he's falling back behind schedule, which he's not, then we'll we'll reassess that. But I'm telling you, the next thing you're going to hear about Brees Hall is that he looks like he didn't even tear it. But we'll see. It's definitely case by case. Uh, Kevin Durant uh, tore his Achilles. If anybody was talking about the ACL, he tore his Achilles. But Achilles injuries are, are much different for RBs than they are really any position or any sport. Um, Achilles injuries, You, we've never seen a running back ever become a top 10 or return to a top 10 running back form after an Achilles tear. James Robinson started to rile people up at the beginning of the year. Very frustrating from my perspective because I knew the way it was going to shake out. But like in the very beginning, James Robinson was used 
and he was like dragging his leg and scoring touchdowns and people were like, Oh my god, Smitty, he's gonna be a top ten running back. And he, you oh know, he god. didn't he didn't even come close to that, but he was an annoyance. He was a he was a fly. He was a thorn in the side of ETN for the beginning of the year. I can only imagine what ETN would have had statistically at the end of the year had he had a full go at the season. And if this team throws to ETN, I mean goodness gracious, man. It's many another guy too that came back from uh uh, torn ACL and did pretty good was uh, Jamal Charles. Uh, Jamal Charles tore his ACL in, in uh, 2011 and, and then yeah, in 2012 really he but came back and he actually did pretty good. More, I mean, he came close to uh, almost rushing for uh, almost 2,000 yards. More, he had uh, 1,700 yards that. More comparable when he came back. More comparable are oh, Jamal no. Lewis. Jamal Lewis coming into the NFL with a torn ACL and doing what he did. Another very comparable would be Priest Holmes tearing his ACL uh you know before before uh when you tear your when you tear your acl at the very very beginning of your nfl career or coming into the nfl your body's in such a more advantageous position to heal quickly really quickly so Brees hall is the the first running back in a long time that i can even remember ever Vault like becoming in most every one of our eyes a top three running back at the National Football League level. Like he was there, and it was only four weeks that we saw it going, and he got injured in week seven. But in week seven, in week seven, he had four carries for 72 yards, I believe, and a touchdown. Four carries for 72 yards and a touchdown. He was a monster, absolute monster. And so he tore it in week seven. And so seven weeks in, barely 21 years old top three running back you know considered a top three running back at that point that's just there's a lot of lot going for him to return to form quicker than the average player as long as his acl recovery is good and clean and ahead of schedule and it was it is uh pollard over 18 didn't talk not an acl right you what we were talking about Achilles, James Robinson, Achilles, how nobody's ever come back from the Achilles injury, not the ACL injury. Well, there, there was two conversations going on, but but yeah, I mean, it, it, someone was mentioning, I think, Durant or somebody was talking about Achilles and trying to tie Achilles and ACLs together, and they're, they're not even close to the same injury. No. Ach- Achilles tears no. are the, the death of a running back. Like, yeah. Deonta Foreman's the that's, only that's running that. back... Deontay Foreman is the only running back that has ever, like, kind of returned from it and been playing consistently since, and it took him forever, and he's still not that great. He's, like, okay. Deontay Foreman is okay. But Achilles tears for a running back. Not a Kevin Durant basketball player. Not a wide receiver. Not a, not a, a you know, linebacker. Running back. There's running backs a very different position than any other position in any other sport because it, there's a window that closes, and if a player loses a step, he can't hit the hole. And once you lose that step, it doesn't matter how much knowledge. Like Tom Brady could drop off, but his intelligence, his ability to get smarter, might compensate and make him still a better quarterback. Whereas a player that's a running back can be the smartest running back in the National Football League. He could be the best running back. Emmett Smith, whoever, as soon as you lose the step and you can't hit the hole, as soon as, soon as Derrick Henry can't hit that hole anymore, Derrick Henry, who no one can tackle in open field, couldn't win the job for years. 
because he didn't know how to hit the hole. So we've seen Derrick Henry with his massive size and ability and talent not do well when he can't hit the hole. Once he can't hit the hole, it's going to be very painful to watch. Um, it was kind of like when Eddie George fell off, who did have a very long career. But when Eddie George fell off, it was so weird watching Eddie George not be able to like, he was just like running in mud. It was like so depressing. He was off on that. He it was, was like, God, how did that happen? And it's just, yep, it happens he was like that. Fun. He was during up in the last year too. Yeah, but Henry Henry was behind DeMarco Murray at first, who was having spectacular yeah. year running. And Deion Lewis. So he, to... he couldn't beat out Deion Lewis either. He couldn't beat out Deion Lewis. And they were like, this size difference was like this. It, it, there, there's a lot on that on, on why he even there's even some some of him talking about like he he had to like learn how to hit the hole and figure out how to how to how to do the work behind the line of scrimmage because he would he just couldn't he couldn't get to he couldn't get through the hole it couldn't get to that next level to then uh, unleash that ability he had which was is unbelievable unmatched like Derrick Henry's one of the most exciting running backs to, to ever play plus the game. stiff arm yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he was electric, but it took him a long time. He could not do it. He he, it, my it was my first video ever. I played it for Ron, I played it for you guys. Um, it was my first video ever. Derrick Henry, don't cut him. Is what I said. Don't cut him. He's he's good. Someone asked me rags to riches. Who could go from ra rags? Because Derrick Henry was was a rag. He was a rag. He was not. He was barely worth rostering. Rags to riches is Derrick Henry. That was my pick. That was my first Instagram video ever. When I when I I, I did uh, content and radio for 20 years, but when I did video and I started four over four years ago, that was my first video was Derrick Henry, four, four or five years ago, and so I, I like Derrick Henry. I, I I very very much love Derrick Henry, and he was a big prediction for me. But there's a certain point where I jump ship on a player because you know even if I'm a year early, so be it. I don't want to be left holding the bag, especially since I do a lot of dynasty content too. Um. You know, there's concerns there. Same reason why I'm, I'm kind of avoiding Eckler. Eckler could have one more year left. I admit he could have one more year left, but he's 28 years old. And 28, 29, those are really bad years for running backs. Traditionally. ETN. There's a lot of ETN and Polar doubters, which I expect because they both had injuries. You know, they both have had... Uh, kind of workload concerns um it's hard to trust their situation so i get it but it does seem like we got a lot of etn and pollard doubt which makes me think that ultimately their adp should be held back at least into the and third I, round i think the whole offseason maybe like well, pollard will climb so. pollard will climb to like 3.1 like where Brees is going Brees is going at which is unbelievable. Brees is going at like 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. Big range, but Brees Hall can be had anywhere in there. I bet you Polar climbs. He will because the excitement will build and people will be talking about him, like I said at the beginning of the show. So he'll climb from 40 overall to like 25 or 26. But we might be protected into him not becoming a second rounder on the regular, mainly because there are just so many doubters out there. Can I say one thing about ETN? Yeah. Um, until he catches balls, he's not going to pass Pollard. And with Coach Peterson or whatever his name is, he always says a two-back offense. So I guarantee you that Jacksonville is going to bring in another running back. And that's why I'm always going to draft Pollard over ETN. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't mind the take because I like both of them, and I'm, I'm not gonna have a problem with you liking one over the other. I will say that that the concern with, and I've had a, a little bit of concern with ETN in the off season more than, I mean, somebody said you don't talk about ETN a lot, and I was like, uh, you know, there's a reason for that. Yeah, the reason is it is a committee mentality there, but I do know that even in a committee. ETN is not a guy just like Pollard. They're both similar similar players. They're not guys you want to have 22 carries a game. They're guys you want to have 14 to 15 carries a game and four, five, six receptions a game. Problem is ETN's not getting those receptions where as Pollard is. So Pollard is much safer. But I I my hope is that they do throw the ball more to ETN. My hope is that Trevor Lawrence has a lot to do with that. It doesn't just come, you know, it's he, he's He's got to decide to throw it to him, especially on like uh, when when Trevor Lawrence is out there changing things, you know, and, and navigating the the ship by himself because he's that kind of quarterback. He can he can call an audible and figure out how to utilize the guy. But ETN's one of, if not top, he's top five. I think he's a top five receiving capable player at the NFL level for the, at the running back position. I think he could be a top five receiving back, but he's literally nothing in that category because they don't throw to them. So I hear you. That's my concern. That's my concern. If they threw to him, he'd be top five. He'd be a top five oh, running yeah. back lock if they threw to him. So we're do hoping they do. The Jaguars, you think the Jaguars, since they're that one-two combo, do you think they would be a sneaky place for a running back to get drafted by? Uh, in sneaky and in, in it pisses us off, yeah. I mean, they, they certainly could. Yeah. Like, what if Charbonnet goes there? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, Charbonnet. You know, I mean, there's that threat. The committee the committee vibe there, that, that mentality of a committee is is very much in play there. So there is concern for ETN. But ETN proved in a committee last year, he was in a committee last year, that he did very well, but he just needed to be used in the beginning of the year like he was in the middle. And keep in mind, they trusted ETN down the stretch. ETN's, like, playoff stats were very, very critical numbers you know to look at because that, that's how they finished the year and didn't in his last game didn't he have 100 yards i want to say in the playoff I game i can't think of it all but let me pull it up yeah he was, he was going back towards the end of the year man he, he was i know because people had him against me in fantasy and i'm like who is this guy <laughs> yeah i want to say i have it i want to say i have it right here give me a second that, evan, evan ingram i'm like he was getting like 30 points. I'm like, who is this guy? You know? It's like, okay. Yeah, so did I. And then I was like, oh, he's the guy who busted with the Giants. Yeah, I'm like, what the? You know? Yeah. Everybody don't want to remember that Evan Ingram with the Giants, that's for sure. Let me pull up ETN's uh, playoff numbers. So Dallas, though, I mean, what if they? What if Dallas brings in another Daryl Johnson, you know, too? A big, big old, you know, it's like, that'd be kind of cool in a way, you know? That way, you know, power could be, you know, like, run behind somebody and... What if they bring in the moose? The moose, baby. <laughs> Alright, here, here, here's ETN's um, playoff stats right here, or his the final, the, the weeks 15 through 20. And it's just it's impressive enough to say, okay, even if they're giving him committee work, like they ran him a lot. Um, 
109 yards in week 19. 109 yards. He had 108 yards on nine carries in, in week number 17. He had 83 yards in week 16. He had 103 yards in week 15. He had the 62 in, in a touchdown the final week against KC. I mean, that's a really impressive rushing that's awesome. Uh, game log, you know, for ETN. Yeah. So he finished so strongly. I, I, I get the sense that they're not like wanting to 50 50 it, but they certainly want to bring him back to keep him healthy. But keep in mind, he's so efficient like nine carries for 108, 12 yards a carry. That's not like an outlier. He has those games, you know. He has those games where he, he literally could be like Jamal Charles and average five to like seven yards a carry. You know, that, that, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It could be second and one. He comes in, you give him the ball, and you got a first down. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm just be like, okay. <laughs> we were debating this in the chat, Smitty, because I brought it up. So we're gonna, I'm gonna ask you, what if the Lions drafted Bijan and traded away Swift and made it Monty and Bijan? Monty and what is it? What does it say again? M- it would be Monty and Bijan, but the Lions trade away Swift because they don't like him. They don't believe in him. Um, after after sixteen touchdowns, they don't like him. What? Didn't Ooh. he have like a bunch of touchdowns this past season? That was Jamal Williams. Yeah, no, it wasn't yeah, Swift. Was they shipped Swift? him off down to New Orleans. Yeah, he, Jamal Jamal is gone. He was a free agent. Yeah, but but uh, but no Swift. I don't know if they do that. I I don't know that anybody's going to trade for Swift either. He's got kind of tainted value right now. Yeah, Swift move. Okay. But yeah, you, you never know. Ball, I I, I said I said earlier in the show that guy wouldn't shock me if Detroit took him at eighteen because Detroit they won't take him at their number six overall pick. Uh, but Detroit, like if Bijan fell to eighteen, like it wouldn't shock me. I don't think they should, but if they wow. could, tra- if they could trade Swift away, I suppose it would make some sense. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I was thinking of that. I was like, you know, I think that would be the best one too. But then you got to figure out how you would uh, do that handcuff situation if it did happen, and if you could. All right, boys. Uh, Silver says, doing good, Kenny. Hope you're well. Appreciate you being here, Silver. Um, let's go around the, the horn here. And uh, let's start with um, Dakota Dave. Any final thoughts, Dakota Dave? Yeah, a couple. Uh, one, just, the, you know, the ESPN, just, you know, just so you know, they don't adjust it based on the drafts. It's just like their experts' rankings that are just fixed for now and the projected points. So I just want to make that um, I don't remember them comment. doing that. I remember them having sortable. You could choose which way you want to look at it. But, okay, I'll take a look at it. We'll, yeah, do, when, we'll, we'll do some ESPN mocks and make fun of it when when we uh, when we get to that point. Yeah. But at least, at least for now, they don't have THC data. So you can do that. All right, bro. Um, and, and the other thing I was just going to say on your Brees Hall videos, you know, there's a real nice new photo of him smiling. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I don't know if you want to start using that, maybe on a moon man list to do a little substitution. Let's see. Hold on. Get Brees. 
the moon man <laughs> dropping loads in outer space. I, uh, I like our. You talk about the Brees Hall photo there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he looks he looks mean there though. I like it. I don't know. Yeah, keep the mean face. You know, he looks mean. I don't like the <laughs> smile with his braces and everything. Come on, Dakota. What are we What are we oh. running here? We gotta keep him looking tough. He can't. He's got a picture with his braces. He's like, <laughs> no. You gotta make it. You gotta make him look like a bulldog. All right. Right. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, Dakota. Appreciate you calling anytime, pal. Okay. Thanks a lot, man. Corey. Final thoughts. Well, we need we need to wait till the draft to see what all this happens and sure. how this all pans out. So um, until that happens. Um, we can all think what we want, but um, just want to say that. So, um, thanks for everything. All right, Corey, appreciate you. Later. Uh, Wild Bill, final thoughts? Uh, kind of more of a question type. You know, uh, the new best ball thing there. Um, now, I already use Code Smitty for, like, the, the big board or whatever. Now, now, does that reset, or do you just... Is, you're good now. You now, it, now you just you open the app up and you're just gonna look for the. It's gonna be I think the final. If you go to the the main slider on the on the app and you slide all the way through to the final like uh, carousel image of um, it's superflex, big board superflex. That's right. the, that's the only. I saw that, but now. Now it's not. It's not like they match up to a hundred dollars. No, that's only correct. your first deposit. So you got to choose your first deposit oh, okay. wisely. All right. And then not only that. Now I'm new to this, but I, how, um, can I have any guidance on how to do the superflex versus the the other one yeah, that super, we just got through? Yeah, just make sure you draft a quarterback. If you get like anything close to a top five pick, you don't want to pass on like a Fields or above. You got to take that quarterback right out of the gate. If you get like a seven or eight or nine or ten or eleven, twelve pick, it becomes problematic because you don't want to necessarily force bad quarterbacks. Um, right. You you want to try and take advantage of some of the older guys that like Carr and, and Aaron Rodgers uh, that are falling later. But you have to make sure you're looking at the quarterback overall available board, like when you sort by rankings, to okay. make sure yep. that you're not like twenty picks away. And there's literally the quarterbacks are going flying off the board. You're going to have pretty much, I don't know, well over 50% of the first two rounds will be quarterbacks usually in a super flex. So kind of concentrate on the quarterback. Yeah, but be, but be careful not to be passing on Justin Jefferson's and taking Derek Carr's. Like he, you got to be, right, right. you got to be smart about it. And you know what? You're probably going to screw up one or two of them. That's the the nature of them. Um, I know that they're they're ten bucks, so it's not like you you want to throw ten bucks down the drain, but. You might want to also look at the. Uh, um, I'll have an ADP on it. Maybe we'll pull it up to, tonight. We'll pull it up tonight. We'll look at it and watch tonight. And then yeah, I'm gonna try. A couple, yeah, so even I'm if gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, do one or two, but like tonight. Team, but tonight we're that. doing them tonight at about midnight Eastern. So come back. We're doing them tonight at midnight Eastern. Just show up on the channel. Um, I, I put every announcement that I'm going live on my Instagram, and you should get a notification if you got your notifications turned on here and you're subscribed. Uh, but when we go live tonight, we'll work it out. We'll talk it through. We'll be like, hey, in the second round, start going wide receiver and running back here and then pick it back up maybe when you start seeing like this happen or whatever. So I'll break it down for you. Okay. All right, bro. Appreciate you. All right. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Later, Wild Bill. 
Steve, uh, let's right, go to Br Bruce. I'm so sorry, Bruce. You haven't even said much or anything. <laughs> oh, I'm always quiet. What, what yeah. can we do for you, Bruce? But, uh, um, what, do you, what do you think? And I left the voicemail. I don't know if you got to it because oh, yeah. <clears throat> I was with my family. What do you think of Bijan going three to the Cardinals since their running back room isn't that uh, that great? Let's, let's play these uh, messages here. Hey, Smitty, what are we thinking of Bijan going to the Cardinals if the Cardinals uh, trade down? Is that a good landing spot for Bijan, Arizona? And then we got this other message from the Bruce. 15 seconds of what looks like it could be silence. It could be. You're, you're muffled. Oh. I don't know what's going on there if you're talking to somebody else. My last question is uh, about Brian Robinson again. What if the Falcons draft him? What if the fa like the Falcons draft Bijan, another yeah. running back or this other team that really doesn't need one? I'm naming Atlanta, but um, it slipped off. Oh, uh, the Jets. What if the Jets draft him and make that their new one-two combo? I don't think the Jets are going to draft him. The Jets have so they they they're almost where they need to be. Um, I, I don't think that's a threat, but you never know, bro. You never know. Yeah, because I was um, like, oh wait a minute, he's going to go to one of these one-two punches. As far yeah. as uh, as far as um, as far as Washington, it's possible. I could see it. Like those running backs in Washington are no like. Oh, we got to stick with these guys. Like like Brian Robinson looked good. He looked fine. I mean, if they don't go RB, he's pretty exciting. But he's no way, shape, or form, um, no way, shape, or form, a guy that's going to hold the team off from drafting B. John Robinson. So, um, as, as for uh, as for where he's going to go, bro, I don't know. I'm starting to get a, a little more worried than I was that he could fall past this very, very solid section of like there's no bad spots, but like in this territory here, and then falling to Baltimore. I don't love Baltimore. I don't love. Uh, I don't. I, I hate Dallas. So like that. That would be bad. But part of me thinks the Chargers are gonna be as old. Like if I had to pick right now, I feel like maybe they trade Eckler to Cincinnati, and maybe they trade and they draft uh, Bijan at twenty one. But we'll see. We'll see. I it's, yeah, yeah, I really know. hope a team steps up and says, "Screw what everybody's saying. We're gonna take Bijan in the top, you know, twelve. We're gonna we're gonna show people we don't care about the trends. This is a generational guy. So." Yeah, that's what I was thinking of with the Cardinals. I'm like, they might just draft him at three and say, you know, we only have James Conner as our number one. Oh, that was the original yeah, question. Can... Cardinals, Cardinals. I'm sorry. Um, Cardinals, I would like yeah. them to do it, Bruce. I don't think they do it. I think they trade down to do it. You kind of you kind of should trade down to do it. Like, the, the there's no way, like, if you, the worst case scenario, the 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 Falcons take him. Like, I don't, I don't see the Lions taking him at six. They would, if they were going to take him, they'd wait to 18. So no one's taking Bijan until not eight, number eight, unless somebody traded up to take him. But I don't think they would because there's no there's no buzz that he's going earlier than eight. So let's say the Cardinals traded with the Falcons, which is a very decent trade for the Falcons because they could get you know Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young. So this this makes sense. I, this is kind of my one prediction for the Cardinals that they trade with the Falcons, and then that that way you would want the Cardinals to take Bijan there. That would be the good move for the Cardinals. Trade the three down to eight. Take Bijan. Get other draft capital moved up. Boom. 
that would be that would be the way to go. I wish they would do it. I don't know that they will. I hope they do it though. I'd love Bichon in Arizona. Then when I buy a Bichon jersey, it's going to be a Cardinal jersey, so it's going to be unbelievable. But I guess a good location for him too. Ultimately, I do. I don't think it's bad. Okay. Yeah, all right. No, with all these. All right. I'll see you tonight, Smith. Yep. See you, Brucey. Appreciate you, Stephen from yep. Massachusetts. Yep. Final, final thoughts. Thank you, Bruce. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I know. I remember that you said that you went to the you went to the uh, the Suns game. How did you like uh, watching uh, Kevin Durant out there for? Uh, he, he didn't. Uh, I, I, I wanted to get. Took him forever to score. Good? Took him forever to score. He didn't score in the first quarter. He just kept missing and missing. It was pretty depressing at first, and then started getting going. The, the Suns are so good. Like even when he's out of the lineup, it doesn't feel like oh great. You know we're not going to be good. We we were great without Kevin Durant. So. I mean, the Suns can win. The Suns can win regardless. And Kevin Durant in there, it's going to take some meshing to do. But uh, he started to mesh with the team a little bit. Um, definitely took him a while to score, though. It was crazy. I was like, come on, man. Get to a game and Kevin Durant looks pedestrian. It was crazy. But it was a good game. They won. It was, you know, Suns are, what, the four seed right now? It's looking good. Yeah. It's looking real good. Well, I mean, it is, it is it is wide open. It is wide open, especially out the west. There hasn't really been anybody. That's why I, I guess why I guess that's why it's been. Uh, I mean, uh, I know that you do in like a fan, like you do like do do like NFL channel, but it's just as far as like like the NBA stuff and and, and everything, it really does look like it's like a wide open thing this year as to like who wins compared to like I'm sure you know on like years past where uh, it really was like the two set teams that that was every year. This year it really looks like it could it could be like uh, unexpected and it, it could go like any other way. Yep, sure could, bro. Suns are. So, I hope the Suns win it though. We gave up a lot for Durant. So yeah. All right, Stephen. Call... Interested? That... Sorry, go uh, ahead. Well, one that, last thing. Know, one last thing, and then I gotta like go. Your first. Uh... Right, I just wanted to ask: Is that like your first like time that you ever been to an NBA game, or is oh that, no, you've been to like? Oh. All right. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I haven't in recent years because I, I'm so busy with this channel. I don't have. Uh, Last four years, I don't done much at all, but stay in my my cave here. But no, I used to I used to always go to the games and mainly the Bar like the Barkley days, Kevin Johnson days, like all those days. I was always at the games. I used to play in AmeriQuest Arena. I was I was pretty good at basketball. I used to go down there's a there's a a camp called Futures Basketball Camp, and it was for college prospect players that were young. And they had an age group from like fourth grade to. Or like fifth grade to to uh, you know high school kids preparing for college, and I used to go and buzz a certain way at the at the, it was America West Arena then now it's the Footprint Center or whatever, and I used to buzz down and I go down and play on the on the Suns court underneath the underneath the, the the main court they have like a private court where they practice, and I used to play in there with a bunch mm-hmm. of ballers, bro. I always good always good at ball when I was younger, but uh, I ended up not playing college basketball. I ended up. I was on the cross country team for about ten minutes, and uh, and I just I just enjoyed college. I decided not to pursue anything. But uh, yeah, it was oh. uh, Suns. Uh, Suns are gonna win. Suns are gonna win it all. I feel like they're gonna win it all. But hey, I gotta go, Stephen. Call yeah. back tonight. Appreciate you. No problem, man. I'll, I'll talk to you later, man. When when you do the mock, when you do the draft tonight. All right, See, later. You, See you, man. You have a good night. You too, Ron. Final thoughts. Yep, see you tonight. All right, Ron, nothing else? Nope. Wow, Ron's quiet today. Yeah. <laughs> you going to have steak dinner tonight, Ron? 
Probably. <laughs> How many nights a week do you have steak? Uh, about three to four. But I'm doing the, the about eight. Farm, right, so yeah, about eight night, eight nights a week. You have steak. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll see you later, Ron. I'll <laughs> we'll catch you tonight. Later. That's funny. Oh, Beeman. Smitty, in an auction, would you rather have the Four Horsemen, Burrow, Chase, Walker, Hall, or Burrow, Chase, Bijan, and let's say Christian Watson? Love both of them. And, I, and I'll have an alternative to the Four Horsemen on the flip side of probably the middle. So for anybody that doesn't know what the Four Horsemen is. I give you the Four Horsemen. Jamar Chase, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Gil Burrow, all from the 1.1 draft slot. The Four Horsemen ride four horses all at one time. Giddy up. So that that's from the uh, from the one spot. So if we're drafting from this one spot and you take Chase at this one pick, um, we don't have Burrow, but you take Burrow at this four pick here. Let me get these guys out of the way. Um, that's the four horsemen from this spot. And then you got Kenneth Walker. Let me go ahead and put these here. Uh, Walker. Walker going in round two at the end of round two. And then Brees Hall going at the top of round three. So this is the four horsemen from the one spot. So we might have just different variations of it. If you're drafting at this, um, so we take all this away. And you're drafting over on the let's let's say the the one eleven or the back to back twelves, then Bijan's gonna be here and you can do a totally different four horsemen, but that will also include Burrow. So I'll I'll go over my four horsemen on this side of the draft and we'll figure out how to to best uh best best support you from the eleven and twelve spot. All right, appreciate you all. Oh yeah, so let me see here. Yeah, B-Man, I'm going to leave you one more message here. You got one more question. Since we're talking about Tony Pollard, you could probably switch him for Christian Watson. What do you think? Tony Pollard, Christian Watson? Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, B-Man, I answered your question. I'm sorry I didn't record it here. About one hour and 38 minutes into this show, I talk about the the four horsemen with uh, Bijan instead. And, And yeah, Christian Watson, Pollard, I love swapping those guys out. That's fine, too. I love Paul. Anywhere in the fourth round, Pollard's fire. Uh, thank you, uh, B-Man, for, for asking that question. I'll see you guys all tonight. If you guys want to leave voicemails on the daily on Instagram where I play them, you don't have to call in. I just play your voicemails. You got to go to my Instagram profile, click the subscribe button. Appreciate you all. I'll see you all tonight. We're, mock, we're not mock drafting. We're live best ball drafting super flex tonight. Oh, and make sure you get on over to Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. That link is in the description of the video. That link is also, let me pin it right now in the live chat. You'll want to make sure you you get on over there and and sign up now. It's a ten dollar minimum over there. They'll match up to one hundred dollars in your first deposit. So use your first deposit. You know, make that decision uh, smartly because if you get you put twenty in, they'll give you twenty. If they put in a hundred, they'll give you a hundred. If you put in ten, they'll give you ten. So they'll match up to one hundred dollars in your first deposit. Get on over there to Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty, and we will be drafting tonight. Superflex via the link go 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 get it now appreciate you all